Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome to season five of Celebrate Cultivate. I am so happy to be here. I love a new beginning, especially in the middle of such a full season. The holidays are here and that is a lovely, beautiful, wonderful time. And it can also be a very stressful, chaotic and challenging time. Last week was Thanksgiving for my family and perhaps for yours. Also, we had Native American Heritage Day. Lots of people spent time with friends and family and spent time in gratitude and appreciation. I know now more than ever, connecting with others means a lot, but it's also something we're super out of practice in a practical way. So No matter what occurred last week for you, I hope that you are finding a little bit of space and time for yourself to reconnect to you, recalibrate, rest if that is available, and get kind of rejuvenated before we turn the corner into the holidays. I happen to love Christmas. It is one of my favorite seasons, and I also really, really enjoy New Year's and new beginnings, like I said. So this is a season that typically I really look forward to and that I have over time created rituals and routines that support me and make it an enjoyable season. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But You know, before we dive into that, I do want to acknowledge that it is the season of juggling so much more on top of everything else that you normally juggle. So if you're feeling burdened and overwhelmed and stretched to the max, acknowledge it and do what you can to really feel it, to experience that sensation. Um, Try not to run away from it. Try not to like push it down. Try to really um, acknowledge where you are and what you're feeling. Because I think one of the things that we as a society tend to do is just, you know, put things on the back burner, especially our emotions and our feelings. And one of the ways that you can flow through this holiday season is by feeling your feelings and seeing your stress and acknowledging, hey, I I am doing a lot right now. And there's a lot being asked of me. There's expectations internally and externally that I am juggling and dealing with. And also we're in the middle of this unprecedented time in society where the virus is still kicking. You know, it's still something that we're dealing with and um, some more than others, but it is part of the fabric of our society right now. And as much as we may be totally tapped out and fatigued with 
the new normal, it is the new normal. It's where we are. And so, like I said, we're out of practice (laughs) with, you know, doing social things. Uh, There's a lot of just like, I don't know, normal things that we used to do that take effort now. An example for me is um, we had, my husband had his company holiday party and I haven't gotten dressed and gone out and interacted with a large group of people in many, many, many months. <laughs> and part of that would be like challenging normally anyway, because I have a two month old. So getting ready and going to an event with a young baby, you know, it's just like another hurdle to go over, but it's also the first big social thing that we've done in a long time because of coronavirus. So I really, as I went through the process of getting ready to go and and thinking through like what people might talk about and what, you know, I might say, like, I kind of just tried to teach, coach, and encourage myself through that process and my husband and, you know, just try to release any expectations, any worry, and just have, have fun and be in the moment. And it was a really great night. It was something that, you know, normally I'd get really worried and stressed about. And instead this little shift in approach made it way more enjoyable. So as you're acknowledging your feelings and experiencing what you're experiencing, I want to invite you to think about what your biggest struggle is this season. Maybe this exact season, what's your struggle? And also just generally as the holidays approach, what are the things that you struggle with? Because again, being aware of the weather, you know, you check the weather in the morning, right? Before you get dressed, you see what the forecast is that influences how you dress and how you might plan your drive to work or your drive to school, or if you're going to bring an umbrella, all of those data points are helpful. And bringing an umbrella doesn't mean that you're going to make it rain. It just means that you might be more comfortable when it rains. So same thing here, thinking about what your biggest struggles might be this season or what they currently are, that is simply just taking a pulse on the weather. You're not inviting in more struggle by becoming aware of it or acknowledging it. You're simply just kind of check in the weather and then you can plan accordingly. If you know certain things are going to be a struggle for you, can you not do them? Can you outsource them to someone else? Can you give yourself more time? Like how can you plan for these struggles in the same way that you might plan for a rainy day? Just consider that, play with it, see how that works. Um, When we were at the holiday party, (laughs) uh, we were chatting with some of my husband's coworkers and they had said that they received our baby announcement and they were looking forward to our Christmas card because I love sending out cards like that. It's something I really enjoy. It's something that makes me super happy. It's something I look forward to. And as we were chatting about how I love stuffing envelopes and I love putting stamps on the envelopes, one of the women we were talking to said that it really, really stresses her out to do holiday cards. So she's just stopped doing them. And I said, yeah, you should. Like we, we, shouldn't be sending out holiday cards if they don't give us joy, if they don't make us feel good, if there isn't some underlying wonderful feeling associated with it. Now, 
it can be really stressful to do it if you're on a time crunch or on a money crunch or you're, um, you have other priorities at the moment. And so if you're juggling different emotions, if you're feeling a uh, desire to do something, but also feeling stretched too thin, you may have to make some, you know, tricky choices, things that maybe are a bummer, but will preserve your sanity and your well-being in the the short term. So, you know, if holiday cards are something that you normally really like, but this year it's going to be a struggle, this year it's going to not bring you joy, it's okay to take a break from things that typically you would enjoy that now you just can't do. A recent example for me is that normally I really, really love sending thank you notes when people send gifts. It's something that I really value. I enjoy doing it. And we received some lovely gifts when Neil was born. And I was keeping track in my phone in a little app on who I needed to send thank you notes to. Neil is now two and a half months old. I've sent out his birth announcement. I've sent out Christmas cards. And I have a stack of thank you notes to write and sent out. Like I have all of the materials. And finally, I just granted myself permission not to do the thank you notes. It had been on my to-do list literally for two and a half months. And I just thought, you know, most of the people who sent gifts I've texted with and thanked them for it. And normally I would send a handwritten note and I just, I don't, it's, it, I just, I'm not going to. It's not that I can't. It's not even that I don't want to. I'm just not going to because at this exact moment, it's just not serving me the best. So I opened it up on Instagram and asked some of you, what are your biggest challenges this holiday season? And here are some of the responses. See if you can relate. Being an introvert, finding balance with making plans and allowing. The darkness. Where I live, it's dark when we drive to work and when we leave. Wanting to do all of the fun things and missing the soft, quiet moments that I love most. So, yeah, I mean, I can relate to all of these. I think no matter where you are on the introvert, extrovert scale, it is a season that can kind of take a lot out of you. (laughs) And like I said, a lot of us are out of practice. So even if you are a big extrovert, it might be just like a little bit like whiplash to experience this holiday season if you haven't been interacting with people face-to-face all that much. And finding the balance between making plans and allowing, it's just like, man, is there a balance? And how much is required of you when it comes to making plans this season? And are you setting expectations for yourself that are just too high? Like These are all things to just explore and consider. And again, acknowledge where you are, what is kind of stressing you out, what is taking a toll? And can you do anything to plan for that weather, to bring a raincoat, to bring an umbrella? How can you shift and change your expectations accordingly? Um, in where I live right now, there isn't a ton of darkness. In fact, yesterday I went for a walk in a tank top, so I cannot relate to that specifically, but I have live somewhere where it was more dark more often. And I do remember going to work in the dark and leaving at dark. And that is 
tricky. You know, you really have to do things to kind of bring lightness to you and also to allow that darkness to do its job, to do its work as well, because the seasons shift and we do experience more darkness in the winter. And I think, you know, there are a lot of things that you can do to support yourself. But again, like you can also acknowledge that that darkness is just here for a season And so take care of yourself, but also try not to fight it if you can. Like Try to be with it and see how the darkness can support you. How can it nurture you? And then also just wanting to do all the fun things and missing the soft, quiet moments that you love most. Yeah, there's a big kind of energy shift in the holiday season where I feel like expectations can be really high and we want to do all of the things. And one strategy that I have brought into my life and one that I try to just over and over again come back to is remembering that I don't have to do everything this holiday season. I can pick and choose which traditions, which things are really important to me, do them and do others other years. You don't have to pack every single thing in just because it's the Christmas season or just because it's the holidays. Um, That is something that has really lifted a weight off of my shoulders when I realized that, when I acknowledged it. And I have been able to really experience the things that I'm intentionally choosing much easier. So on Instagram, I also asked, what is your best hack, trick, or self-care act? And I really love the responses that came through. And I'm going to share mine as well, because it's one of my favorite holiday traditions that really cultivates calm and supports me year after year. But to share your responses, you said, let go of anything you don't care about, wrapping, baking, whatever. hundred percent. Yes, totally. Let go of the things that you don't care about or that stress you out. Um, doing that will create a sense of freedom, a sense of autonomy in your holiday season that maybe you haven't given yourself permission to access before. Asking myself what I need and taking deep breaths experiencing fresh air, making garland and wreaths. It's therapeutic for me. And when I have fresh decorations, yeah, totally. I mean, for me, I really love the act of wrapping presents, of putting things in the mail. Like I said, making my Christmas cards. There is an energetic experience in that that I find very soothing And I know other people really don't like wrapping gifts, okay? So we all have different things that we can tune into and tap into that support us. And when you do those things, see if you can do them with a bit more appreciation and intention because there is kind of this momentum of the holiday season that is a stressful energy. And so you can find yourself doing the things that you really like, it, going out and taking some breaths of fresh air. You can do that and still have this like cloud of stress uh, with you from just the momentum of other people's energy. And so if you are going to get some fresh air to rejuvenate yourself, to connect back to yourself, set the intention that you you are going to do it with the intention of getting rejuvenated, of experiencing the elements in fresh air and see if that changes your experience just ever so slightly. 
All right, so I'm going to wrap up the episode by sharing my favorite holiday tradition for cultivating calm, and it is writing a letter to my future self. So I started this a few years ago, and at the end of the holiday season, I write a letter to myself with practical advice and just like encouragement and love and anything that I feel compelled to write. And then I pack it in my holiday decoration. Specifically, I put it in with my Christmas tree ornaments because decorating my Christmas tree is, again, something that I really love. And it is a way that I feel connected to my grandmother. I have a lot of my grandma's ornaments on my tree. And so there are ornaments on my tree that were on her tree when I was a child. And so there's just this like deep sense of love and connection that I feel when I'm putting ornaments on my tree. So at the top of that box, I put a stack of these letters and I have a collection of them because I keep them year after year. But I have found that knowing that I'm going to write the letter helps me kind of keep in mind what are the things that I want to tell myself when I read this letter next year. So even just now, I'm not, it's, early in December, right? It's December 2nd. I'm not writing this letter yet. I'm going to write it at the end of the holiday season, but I'm kind of just mentally taking notes of like, oh, what are the things that I want to tell myself for next year? And then when I'm reading the letter that I wrote to myself, it's like receiving a huge hug from myself. And it's a little weird, you know, it takes a bit of love and imagination to kind of step into that energy and to do it fully. But with practice and doing it year after year, it's something that I really love and appreciate. And I'm just a little bit nervous to share my letter with you, but I think it's helpful to hear what other people do. I recently found myself on a friend's Instagram story highlights, and she did an end of year review and did it all on Instagram stories. And it saved as a highlight. And I watched the whole thing kind of like, I think I was nursing Neil in the middle of the night. And it was just so refreshing to watch her do this year in review. This story highlight is over a year old because it was from last year. It made me want to do one of my own. And I just felt so much more connected to her. And so, you know, when we share these things, it is a way to kind of open up, oh, I can do that too, or I can try that, or you can take an element of what I'm trying, what I'm doing and try it in your own life. So I hope this is helpful. I hope it's enjoyable. And um, yeah, I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. (laughs) So I wrote this on February 1st of this year, 2021, about Christmas 2020. And it's to Kayleen in Christmas 2021, which is now. Hello, lovely. Take a deep breath and settle in. You are here once again. As I'm writing this, you are eight weeks pregnant. Do you have a sweet bundle sleeping softly nearby? I know this can be a tender time. I wish you a calm, easy holiday season full of peace, joy, and lots of magic. Drop expectations flow with your energy, trust you are exactly where you're meant to be, here with your family, being with them, being with yourself. Your words for this year are align and serve. How can you find alignment within this moment and the next? All you have to do is sink in, settle in, be in the moment. Then the rest just fades away. And when it comes to serving, you know what to do. 
Listen to your inner wisdom. Act in service of what is right in front of you. Hold yourself and everything else in love. So 2020 was a bit of a different year and staying home and having no visitors. If all is well on that front, there may be quite a bit of motion and commotion to try to catch up or make up for lost time. This is an illusion that you do not have to hold on to. Drop it and let it roll away. Go with what feels fun and easy. Shop early if it flows. Do things that make your heart sparkle. Rest when you get tired. Let go of worry, fears, complaints, and frustration. Allow, allow, allow. You love getting your holidays cards out early. Write your poem and send those beauties out. Wrap slowly, bit by bit. Listen to Christmas music and watch Christmas movies while you do it. Here are a few notes. The photo books you made were a huge hit and you especially loved them. It's worth the investment, so do these and really enjoy the process. You only sent them to great-grandparents in 2020, but maybe you'll send them to everyone this year. Put the tree up without any decorations for a night. It's worth it to go slow, spend time fluffing it, and get it straight. Find a way to display and enjoy the fragile and heavy ornaments that don't go on the tree. Schedule house lights early. Start on Thanksgiving night. When it comes to cooking, take it easier than you can imagine. What is the most simple, nourishing meal you can think of? A roast? The lasagna roll-ups were a bust last year. Too many Christmas presents is too many. Give the kids and Adam less to open. Above all else, have fun. This is your life. It is magical. It is beautiful. It is incredible. And so are you. So that's the note that I wrote to myself. And it's funny because there's some things that I did just naturally through the process of writing this letter, probably where subconsciously I knew those things were priorities. A good example is the photo books. I used Artifact Uprising, which is a wonderful website for photo gifts. And I made this 2020 photo album last year that I loved with pictures from our photographer, Angela, who's amazing. And... I remember them being such a special gift to give to the great-grandparents because they don't have their phones the way that the grandparents do. And so they don't see as many pictures of the kids. And um, I remember thinking, like, this is such a cool gift. It isn't cheap to make photo books, but it is really meaningful. And I love having it and the kids love having it. And so I went ahead and and made them for the grandparents, the great grandparents and one for us, of course. Um, And it's, it's just a lovely, lovely tradition. And it's something that like the great grandparents aren't going to be around forever. And so being able to share little moments of the kids' lives this year, it means a lot and it means a lot to me. So that was just so fun to see in this note. And then the suggestion about putting the tree up without any decorations for a night. I have said that to myself every year since I started writing these letters and I never do it. I don't know what it is, but the second I get going on the Christmas tree, I have to finish it. And so it's like a start to finish thing, but maybe next year I I will do it. So if this is a tradition that you want to try, my suggestion is to just have fun with it. Write the letter at a time when you feel like the season is complete 
and you have a coffee or a cup of tea nearby and you can really just enjoy the letter writing experience, write whatever feels good in the moment, but also what you think you will enjoy reading the beginning of the holiday season. And the nice thing about this tradition is that it's really low stakes. No one knows if I didn't do it or not, right? Like if I drop the ball on it, it's totally fine. And it's just a really interesting way to watch how the years unfold one after another in this continuous motion where, you know, some things change year to year, but there's a lot that remains the same. So lately, a lot of my podcast episodes are ending when the baby wakes up (laughs) from his nap and that's where we are (laughs) right now. So I'm going to wrap up for this episode. If you've enjoyed what I've shared, I'd love to see on Instagram. You share it with a screenshot. Let your community know to listen to Celebrate Cultivate. Make sure you tag me. I'm at Kayleen Elise. And if you want to strengthen your intuition this holiday season, visit KayleenElise.com and check out my latest freebie. It is a resource to help you strengthen your intuition over the course of 21 days. It's totally free. And I really believe that it can support you this holiday season. Sending so much love your way and I'll be back next week with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.